0: Hello, and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas, and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. We now have as many episodes as the number of floors of the tallest building in the world as of 2010. Ironically, one of the
1: easiest buildings to look up by its number of floors, but we're not going to say which one it is. Good luck.
0: I mean, you know, you also have to know what our episode number is and then it'll be easy.
1: (laughs) Which, I mean, assuming that they're listening to this, I would uh, bet that they can find by looking at whatever device they happen to be using, which... I mean, I understand it's a podcast, but it's very easy. Also, if they aren't looking at it and are listening to it in a context where they weren't looking at it before, then, you know, you can go off of the last one as long as you have a good memory. It's very confusing.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you listen to our last one, we also made a reference to the episode number, which may be our shtick for the next couple episodes while I continue to desperately try being funny. Um, yeah, but you're not supposed to explain
1: <laughs> to the listener the process of joke creation.
0: How are they supposed to learn if we don't tell them?
1: <laughs> you know, that's fair. And it is a podcast where that would make sense. Exactly. So, never mind. We explain to the listener the process of joke creation. You're welcome. That's fine.
0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. My name is Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eternal Source. And if I sound slightly manic and or aggravated, it's because I'm currently in the throes of um, copy editing hell. Which is not to be confused with editing hell. It's a separate, very different hell.
1: (laughs) Is it just copy edits or is it line edits? Actually, you know what? I can answer my own question. From what I've heard so far, there are line edits, but you hate every single one of them.
0: I also hate the copy edits. Um, Oh, okay. It's like, don't tell me where to put semicolons instead of periods. I will end you. Like, (laughs) so bad. So bad. I see, I see. Okay, like, leave my indents alone. Okay. (laughs) My freaking line breaks. So bad.
1: Well, (laughs) hi, I'm Atheo, author of Rune and Metagame, and uh, occasionally I get paid to edit things. Not Eunice's work. No. Most of Eunice's work doesn't need to be very heavily edited at all. It uh, needs very light edits.
0: I have never been paid to edit people's things, but that's because I can't sit through an entire manuscript and edit it, not because I couldn't do it. I actually did one on an entirely volunteer basis that turned out pretty well.
1: (laughs) I see, I see.
0: Okay, so uh, moving on. This week is my turn to come up with an idea. Uh, But I'm currently in copy editing hell, so I'm just gonna like pull a little thing out of what I'm currently in hell for and uh, start with the premise of a game with an NPC system that is based on just employees running the non-player characters instead of AI.
1: (laughs) I guess my first question is, is this a novel where that is a reasonable system, where they hire people from the country that they will be servicing and pay decent rates Or is this dystopian hell where they hire people from third world countries to act as NPCs in a game Um, and pay them pittance wages?
0: Option one, because I don't make dystopias, do I?
1: (laughs) You make things that have high potential to be dystopias.
0: (laughs) Yes, but aren't because, you know, people aren't assholes. In my story, I'm not saying people aren't assholes. That's obviously
1: (laughs) demonstrably untrue. We have deleted about 20% of the population from Eunice's worlds. Uh, They're the 20% who suck. Good luck.
0: They're the 20% that we don't need.
1: (laughs) Hmm, I see, I see, I see.
0: And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we can kind of figure out the exact mechanics of how to make that work because obviously, if you have a lot of instances and a lot of servers and a lot of time zones and, you know, 24-hour game play, there's going to be some difficulties with this that I have made an entire hidden system that I did not explain in my own story.
1: There's a lot of those. Uh, Hidden systems are useful when you want to hide something.
0: But yeah, I think the premise of the story should be the same in that the company that makes the game is successful because of the realism of their NPCs. Okay. But nobody knows why they're so good. So they have to like keep it on the down low.
1: Well the problem is that there is a reasonable equation for determining exactly when a secret's gonna get out, depending on how many people it is. Okay. And if you have more than fifty people who know the secret, it's under like ten years.
0: Under ten years.
1: If it's more than a hundred, I think it's under three.
0: Okay, but what about like in game controls. Oh, wait, no, that wouldn't stop them from spilling the secret out of game. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, is there a way to, like, like, kind of divert the truth? So it's like, there are people going around saying, the NPCs are real, but, like, you make them seem like conspiracy theorists instead of, like, you know, reasonable people telling the truth?
1: So, worldwide gaslighting. Um, it's possible. You have to have... Oil money. Um,
0: what about virtual reality game money?
1: If you get stupid rich off of it, like, you have to have an incredible amount of money. And it still only lasts for about 30 years.
0: I Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. 30 years is fine.
1: Yeah, okay. So we have an incredible amount of money where we gaslight the public into thinking <laughs> that something that is obviously true is not.
0: Yeah. Well, is it obviously right. true? Or, because, like, you know, I mean, like, AI is, like, almost there, right? It's,
1: conversationally, yes. Action-wise, is harder.
0: No, I don't mean, like, current AI. I mean, like, the, the AI in the story that we're writing.
1: Oh. I mean, <laughs> current AI is almost there.
0: Yeah. So, like, in the... In the future, where people have immersive virtual reality games.
1: See, but my difficulty is I'm not sure that we're that far in the future. Like, we're between 10 and 20 years. Yeah. Guaranteed. Because, like, 20 to 30 years, I fully expect AI to be more effective and cheaper for this company than hiring people to do the same job.
0: Yeah. So it's like, they're kind of like, we really only need to keep it a secret for. You know, a couple years.
1: Why do the testers not testers? Why do the people being hired as uh, the NBCs deal with this, uh, knowing that they're going to be fired soon?
0: No, no, they're not going to be fired. They they like have other jobs. Oh, they're going to be let go as
1: their job was eliminated.
0: No, no, no. They don't. That's not their only job in the company because that would be really suspicious if, like. The company had, like, thousands and thousands of employees who seemingly did nothing in the real world. Alright,
1: so the company hires people who are both good at their job and theatre kids? Yes. Mm. (laughs) Mmm. That's an interesting hiring criteria. Hey, don't
0: pigeonhole theatre kids into not having any other skills. (laughs)
1: I'm not pigeonholing them into not having any other skills. I'm just wondering how many of them there are who would be going into this particular field.
0: Well, I mean, it's not only that. They also hire, like, theater kids who are willing to learn other skills, and other skilled people who are willing to learn how to act.
1: (laughs) I see, I see. There's Um, an
0: internal training program.
1: (laughs) Willing to learn how to act is significant in and of itself. Yeah. Like, having the ability to be good at acting is a whole nother thing. And then on top of that, there would be plenty of people who would be able to tell that you were dealing with an amateur actor.
0: Well, I mean, you know, some of the NPCs are just, like, being themselves. Right? Like, let's say you're a shopkeeper. It's like, what is the difference between being an NPC shopkeeper and just being... A player shopkeeper.
1: What you recognize as reality, uh, as well as your sort of understanding of the things outside of you.
0: Okay, but like, let's just say all of the NPCs in the world understand that the game world is not the world.
1: Oh, I see. So you're allowed to acknowledge the existence of the world the players are from. You're just not allowed. To think of it as the real
0: world. You're just not allowed to say that you also exist there.
1: <laughs> mm, I see, I see. It would be very funny if one of them started implying that they also exist there, but they existed in the game world first. Oh. and That drove a whole uh, subplot. but it would be probably a little excessive.
0: I mean, you could have an entire department that's going around laying, like, extra conspiracy theories to throw off, like, <laughs> <laughs> the, the right one. the department of
1: conspiracy (laughs) works closely with marketing
0: (laughs) right (laughs) right you gotta
1: very funny you gotta
0: make it work you gotta you gotta keep the rooms going (laughs) you have 10 people
1: whose entire job it is is to make several additional conspiracy theories seem like they make sense
0: yeah And and honestly, they make it so that the leading conspiracy theory is not the truth.
1: <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> the Department of Misinformation. That's what we're going to call it. I think them.
0: the leading conspiracy theory is that everybody is in like a, a Matrix-like simulation and then the, the game world is the real world. <laughs> 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 oh no. Is this gaslighting? Is this bad? Are we morally- It's it's probably
1: morally, uh, suspect at best.
0: (laughs) But it's so funny! It's only funny because it's not true, I guess. Um. Yeah. Okay. We'll just, like, not get into the ethics of gaslighting the world. I think.
1: Ignore ethics for John.
0: I mean, what kind of stories don't ignore ethics? <laughs> I usually don't. Okay, but like we've established that you can't use yourself as anecdotal evidence. <laughs> I know,
1: but I'm not really using myself as anecdotal evidence. I'm using myself as
0: statistically significant sample size evidence. Tokenistic <laughs> evidence. Unless unless you can point at a bunch of other people who ignore uh, who don't ignore ethics and you can't use me because we all know I'm great, like <laughs> really, really possible to fall into dystopia at any moment.
1: <laughs> Your worlds definitely ignore ethics. Uh, not of the people having ethics but of ethics being uh, baked into the systems of the world.
0: Yeah, like my worlds depend on people having ethics rather than Ethics being the rule, <laughs> which is uh, real, real precarious.
1: Incredibly so. I uh, would not necessarily recommend that for any system in the real world.
0: Any society, any functional society.
1: <laughs> functional society, any society at all. I would, re- I wouldn't recommend it for. Well,
0: yeah, because then it'll soon devolve into, you know, dystopia. Yeah.
1: All right. So. We'll just assume that this works for reasons that are unclear to me. Uh, You've hired a bunch of theater kids who went into different professions and now get to live out their amateur actor uh, fantasies on the side. Mm -hmm. All right. Understood. I'm wondering what the pay scales are like, but I'm not going to get into
0: that. So, like, let's say, like, they work a real-life job while being an NPC, and then they make, like... I don't know, like, the NPC adds up 30% to their income.
1: Yeah, but if you have the difference in pay between, like, an engineer, like a software engineer, and a marketer without a degree, they get paid wildly differently for their their active work, right? For their non-theater work. But then there's also the theater work, at which they are... We can assume roughly equivalent. Uh-huh. So that should get paid similarly.
0: Yeah. So it's not like it's a it's a set thirty percent. I mean across the whole company it's approximately thirty percent in terms of their budget. Okay.
1: So a lot of people's a lot of people's salaries get pulled toward a middle here. Yeah. by just the existence of this time yeah. that you need and then, to spend you know,
0: they, they get as an to, actor. They get to market themselves as a company with one of the... You know where where they calculate like the ratio of the highest paid to the lowest paid employees as a measure of equality or whatever? They can, they can, it's a much better one than, than most. <laughs> so they can, you know, promote like that.
1: <laughs> our highest paid employees don't make nearly as much more than our lowest paid employees as happens at other companies. Now, that's because they spend about 30% of their time working for us doing the same job, but we don't talk about that.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, there's, like, I think there would be employees who don't want to do it, like, on a regular basis, but they'd want to do it for fun, so they volunteer to, like, fill in roles for NPCs that almost never show up, like the Demon King oh, I see. or, you know, like, special intelligent boss monsters. Hmm. Um,
1: Special Intelligent Boss Monsters, I feel, would take a very special kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, because you've always got to lose, but always got to give them a hard time while you're at it. Yeah. that takes us the kind of person who's willing to be, like, a DM for things, too.
0: I feel like the Demon King should be the company's CEO, because, like, they were the one who thought of this dumb system, and think this is really funny. <laughs>
1: Well, they are, in a way,
0: the king of the demons. Yeah, because they're gaslighting the whole world. If that's not demonic, then what is?
1: I was more talking about the fact that they were in charge of all the NPCs, which would include several enemies, but we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) Uh, We're just going to skip over the obvious conclusion and instead go for the much weirder one.
0: Yeah. I feel like the company is known for being, like, quirky and having a lot of, like, inside jokes. So, like, people do notice that the Demon King looks exactly like the CEO. But, like... But they think it's just a funny reference joke. Yeah.
1: Okay? Yeah. (laughs) 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 Haha, (laughs) how (laughs) self-aware.
0: And, and, like, I don't know, maybe other people who helped, like, found or design the game like are also like major boss monsters and everyone's like oh look at all these okay
1: but what happens if one of them quits or is fired for some sort of scandal or something i don't
0: know that'd be bad i always think of it these- seems
1: like <laughs> this is poorly structured is what i'm saying
0: well yeah i mean i kind of want to make it like a precarious like tower of cards <laughs> that could fall down at any moment but somehow works and is highly successful
1: <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that Tower of Cards falling might be the most interesting story we can tell here.
0: I mean, for instance, if someone quit and they play like a big boss monster, you could just like, get that boss monster killed. But
1: permanently? Yeah. So there has to be built into the game a way to permanently kill monsters that's usually not easily accessible.
0: No, no, I think all of the intelligent boss monsters Like, their deaths are designed to trigger, like, new eras in the game. Like, history will move on if they die.
1: Okay, so you... So anytime that an intelligent monster dies, you have a fully new character for that person to inhabit, in addition to majorly changing the world around them.
0: Yeah, but, like, you know, the intelligent boss monsters are very rare. There's only a couple of them, and they're all, like, played by, like, OGs in the company. Okay,
1: that may be so, but you need, like, a massive team of writers to manage everything else.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and you need people who are really good at improvising, because you know there's always going to be those assholes who keep trying to crash the game by, like, asking the NPCs questions to things they don't know. Well, that's not going to
1: be helpful, because you have actual people in charge. But, unfortunately, because of that, you need a lot of writers who can actually manage the inconsistencies that arise with improv
0: yeah and like there's this like massive world backstory that everyone has to memorize <laughs> yeah
1: I uh, I think this might be a difficult place to work
0: <laughs> but but it, it pays better than the other companies
1: <laughs> yeah and you also have a one-year trial period yeah. Where you're an intern the entire time, and you have to participate in this weird amateur theater production that they always make you do.
0: <laughs> it's, they call it, they, they hide it under, like, um, exercises to, like, get the creative juices flowing for the game designers. Where they're like, let's all. Meanwhile, pretend like, we're- the programmers
1: and the marketers need to do it too, <laughs> yeah. and we're explaining none of this. Yeah,
0: so we're all pretending that we're characters in the game. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: because that gives it away too fast. You need to fully test their acting skills on something that doesn't look like it's related to the game. Does it have to be like it's unrelated to the game? It doesn't have to seem totally unrelated, but it does have to seem unrelated.
0: Okay. I don't know. Maybe they do, like, generic fantasy game acting without all of the crazy backstory knowledge of of the real game. And see who's promising. And then, (laughs) you know, offer them the side job with the bonuses. And then, you know, you start off as, like, one of those, like, unimportant characters. And, uh, you know, if you screw up, then they can kill that NPC really easily.
1: Um. (laughs) I see, I see.
0: Uh, But gradually you get, like, promoted to, like, uh, roles that have, like, more and more player interaction and more and more variety of player interaction. That's so much. (laughs) This place would be
1: hell on earth to work for.
0: Um, I think it'd be fun. I don't know. I think it'd be a hell on earth to run. I don't think it'd be hell on earth to work for.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'd be okay working for it, right? But, like, the vast majority of people are going to have difficulty here.
0: Adjusting to the grand conspiracy.
1: (laughs) Adjusting to the enormous grand conspiracy, as well as the fact that there's, like, 10 to 15 writers who are regularly tearing their hair out and reworking their entire plot because some player threw everything off the rails by accident.
0: Well, you know... Is that really different from normal writing?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is, actually.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, if they ever get really mad, they can just throw some kind of, like, cataclysm at the game world to distract everyone. (laughs)
1: Hopefully, Final Fantasy XIV, it just reset the world, it's
0: fine. (laughs) It's just like, you know, like, I'm really tired of keeping track of all these details. Let's just say the gods are angry and send just, you know, giant meteorites, like...
1: New plan! The moon crashes into the earth, then magic fixes everything.
0: Yeah. All right, new world, we're done. And then, you know, when they say the gods are angry, you know, the writers were angry. (laughs)
1: all of the writers play gods? (laughs) I mean, they are, aren't they? You gotta have some... Either way! Yeah. (laughs) You know. And the reason that they're gods is so that, uh, the NPCs can ask them questions (laughs) (laughs) mid-flow.
0: They hear all prayers. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, man.
1: Look, we had to build it into the game somehow. I had to be able to ask the writers questions because... Man, there was no way this was going to work elsewhere.
0: <laughs> and, you know, they have to be able to, like, change things immediately. And <laughs> so they log in as their god character, and then, you know.
1: Well, it's the NPC they play. It's the gods. Yeah, it's the god. <laughs> Very normal story.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think there is, like... So they are, like, training up AI to do everything right and I feel like the AI is learning from all of the interactions that all of these employees are making but it's it's also like
1: from this company-wide theater troupe
0: yeah and I think it's also developed enough to be able to like help manage all this stuff for instance like uh you know, if a player goes off script and tries to, like, mess with an NPC, like, the, the AI might, like, come up with, like, possible suggested options of things to say to help, like, newbie NPCs pick the...
1: Starts whispering in the ear of best the NPC response. players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and uh, it might, you know, be able to, like, help pilot the NPCs while... The employees are like sleeping or whatever or like not online this just seems
1: like an immensely difficult
0: setup <laughs> yep all for the incremental realism of npc player interactions
1: incremental improvement millions of dollars oh possibly a billion
0: i think yeah i think it's in the billions if you include the the conspiracy and the and the Like, the actual, like, changes they had to make to the game as a result of these interactions.
1: This is ludicrous, but, you know, it's fine.
0: But, um, you know, they have the largest set of training data in the world, which is going to ensure that their AI is superior, too.
1: (laughs) They don't have the largest set of training data. They do, however, have the most comprehensive training data.
0: There you go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know like you could write this in a way that would be realistic to people who understand the magnitude of the of the <laughs> operation we're describing
1: I think that this is the sort of thing where if you actually understand the magnitude of the operation you instantly know this isn't
0: ludicrous yeah I think it you know like it would be one of those things where like somebody who knew what, they were talking about would find it, like, unreadable because of how stupid it was. (laughs) But that doesn't mean it couldn't be successful for everyone else, am I right? (laughs) In order to do
1: this, you're going to need to end up hiring about 5% of the world's population.
0: (laughs) Well, is the game that popular?
1: (laughs) I don't know. We could make it that popular, but, uh, that would probably get out of hand. (laughs) Can you imagine about 5% of the world's population is currently being hired by this one company and nobody can figure out why they need that many people working for them?
0: Well, okay, if it's going to be to that scale, right, then this company needs to have, like, multiple very profitable applications for their technology. Which they probably do. If they, yeah. if they have, like, really, really good software and hardware... If they
1: have hardware and software that's good enough that the difference between an AI masquerading as a person and a real person is worthwhile, then they have some pretty crazy technology.
0: Yeah. Then we have to kind of get into why they haven't just completely taken over the world. You know, dystopia stuff? Because
1: what I would do in that case is I would make the all of the people who are in charge, like, I would make this business privately owned, and then all of the people who are in charge of this are just a little bit nuts.
0: I mean, obviously. How, why, who else would come up with this harebrained scheme? Okay. <laughs> so we're following the set of the slightly nutty OGs of the company.
1: <laughs> Maybe they're planning to finally reveal their grand, uh, trick once
0: and for all maybe their motivation for this the whole time was to just play a giant prank on the world <laughs> exactly
1: actually that would be funny if we're watching the um the fall of the carefully constructed house of cards that this entire that this has been the entire time but they want the cards to fall in such a way that they're still making obscene amounts of money
0: is it like a planned reveal where they're like, our AI is now capable enough of taking over. Here's the joke. I think it's
1: I think it's more of a planned reveal of like, you've been fooled this entire time and yet you will still keep playing our game because it's still
0: awesome. Oh, that's true. Because yeah, just because you know the secret doesn't mean like you're gonna do anything different. Well, maybe, you know, treat the NPCs more like people, but like, other than that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay, so were they only keeping it secret because they wanted their AI to like develop faster than the other guys but now their AI is done so they're like we don't have to keep it a secret anymore
1: maybe it's more like they wanted their AI to sort of get training data both on people treating people instrumentally as well as like actual human beings so like specifically they were trying to create the image that these were NPCs so that the AI knew how people would treat NPCs and be able to react based on that data.
0: Oh, that's true. That makes sense. AIs need to know how to react to people treating them as AI. Exactly. Okay. We have a half-baked explanation that is barely acceptable.
1: (laughs) But you know what? It's good enough.
0: Yeah, this whole idea is half (laughs) fake.
1: Alright, so we're facilitating the reveal. Are we watching the facilitation of that reveal from the point of view of somebody in the company? Or from a player's point of view?
0: I feel like this story lends itself to a multi-point of view telling.
1: I was actually thinking that we could go like primarily player, but then we show the hand of the other side. Okay. So like, it's primarily from a player's point of view, or multiple players' point of view perhaps, but then we occasionally, like, cut to- they literally have a dark spooky room with weird lighting where they meet, entirely because they wanted a dark spooky room with weird lighting to meet in. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sure it has adjustable lighting, it's got a spooky setting.
1: (laughs) It's got a spooky button on the console. It's labeled spooky. literally labeled spooky would be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> the intern walks in to the room. It's like, what is this button labeled spooky?
0: It's just like a group of five friends who like seem normal until like, you you dig into their hobbies.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently running a theater troupe <laughs> that tricks
0: the whole world. It's just a multi-billion dollar theater troupe. <laughs> <what> they're doing <laughs> oh man
1: hilarious idea i swear
0: yeah and then you know you got i feel like the group has varied talents and uh, they're all responsible for making a piece of this ludicrous house of cards possible exactly you got like the money guy who's like the one that got the investors and the programming there's probably more than one at least two
1: Two programmers who are constantly arguing about things that nobody else understands.
0: Um, and then you got the the, the main one who is in charge of, like, the acting guild or whatever you want to call it.
1: <laughs> they were all uh, together in the same improv group for a while. Then they drifted apart, lived their lives for a while, and then they decided that they really liked the improv thing, so they decided <laughs> to come back.
0: Yeah. And then you got, like, the, the miscellaneous guy who is, like, in charge of things that don't seem to be interconnected but like are necessary like the the laying the extra conspiracy theories and you know intervening at the right moments
1: <laughs> in charge of the writers
0: like they're probably also in charge of like planting spies i don't know if you call them spies but like you know like somebody to like incite the crowd by being the first person to shout or like to join the conspiracy theory ...meetings and stuff like that.
1: There's a name for that, but I can't remember what it is.
0: It's it, it's like espionage. Isn't it French? French? The French? The name for it. Maybe. There's a lot of terms that are French. But it's like... You know, I
1: don't like this language because I forget all the French words that are in it.
0: It's like, um, espionage, except, like, if you're not a government. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure that still counts as espionage.
0: Yeah. But, like, the goals that they're trying to advance are, um uh, different from typical espionage.
1: Oh, we're gonna call them different. <laughs> Next, are we gonna say that they're special goals?
0: <laughs> I mean, they're... That all have their own
1: unique charm?
0: They're certainly weird. <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. Okay, so we're mainly following some player. A player
1: who's watching this come down as bits and pieces are revealed. I assume that they're probably going to reset the world again as soon as they finish this. <laughs> They've reset the world twice before. Every time people are so mad that they can never go back to the old one.
0: Uh, wait, after they reveal that the NPCs are real people, they have to reset?
1: I mean, I don't feel like they need to reset, but it feels like, you know, the two go together pretty well, and you might as well.
0: I get. I mean, I don't know. Unless, like, they need to, like, reboot it so that most of the NPCs are now being run by the AI.
1: Wait, wait, wait. They facilitate the reveal that all of their people are actors, right?
0: Uh-huh. Then
1: they launch the AI uh, so that it plays minor roles, like bit parts, in the new version of the world. Uh huh, And then someone does the math on how many bit parts there are and then they're like, hold on, that's not possible. You don't have that many employees. And then they just go silent. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no explanation of what's going
0: on. Oh, man. Because, uh, you know, they got several shell companies where they hide their other employees.
1: <laughs> well, no. Uh, like, as they activate the AI so that it plays a bunch of bit parts, somebody does the math on how many bit parts there are and they're like... That doesn't make sense.
0: That it was originally played by real people? Well, I would say that they have more bit parts than they had before, right? Oh, okay, so they add even more NPCs.
1: Exactly. okay. Significantly more, to the point where it's no longer possible for their employees to play every single person.
0: Okay, so then... The paranoia continues because you're still not sure whether the person, the NPC you're interacting with, is run by an AI or a real person. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's the joke. Um, <laughs> and uh, maybe like previously, their game world was not the the actual size of an Earth-like planet because they couldn't staff it. <laughs> <laughs> So with the new <laughs> expansion, it is.
1: And then everybody's <laughs> fully confused.
0: Like, they, they also release like, the space expansion.
1: <laughs> the space
0: expansion? The outer mm. space expansion.
1: <laughs> is this an outer space expansion where you go to the moon, or is this an outer space expansion where you go to other
0: stars? I don't know. Maybe they'll start with one solar system. Okay. And then, you know, see how it goes. (laughs) Hmm, I see, I see. Before they, you know, massively...
1: So we go massive science fantasy all of a sudden. Yeah. (laughs) New direction. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Every time they reset the world, they jump the clock forward by about 300 years.
0: Yeah, maybe the pre... Yeah, maybe they actually... The first time was, like,
1: the 1400s, then they reset the world, then we're currently, like, as the story starts, starting, like, the 1700s-ish, then we destroy the world again, and then we get to, like, 2000s, late two, 2100s era, like, early 2100s era, and essentially, in that that era, we're uh, we're doing space travel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I don't necessarily know if, like... It makes sense for, like, an apocalyptic event to catapult civilization forward in technology. It doesn't,
1: but we (laughs) ignore that.
0: Okay. Uh, Maybe it's not, like, a reign of hellfire or whatever. Maybe the cataclysm is just new people with better technology coming and destroying the previous. That seems wrong. (laughs) Uh... I
1: don't know. Maybe, like, the assumed cataclysm is the connection between our world and yours is weakening, and, like, you tell people about it for, like, weeks and months ahead of time, so people, like, set up the world to be in the best possible position it can be before the connection weakens enough, and then it breaks, and you you drop your server for, like, a full, like, two weeks just straight of no servers are up at all, so like, the connection is quote-unquote broken, and then you come back and your connection is much later.
0: Okay. You know, some kind of in-game kind of explanation for forcing everyone offline and, uh, upgrading. Jumping
1: the timeline forward, yes. (laughs) Hey, I think my explanation was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I think so. And then they have to, like, frantically um, have all their employees learn new roles in that two weeks.
1: Well, their employees were learning their new roles before that two weeks. Oh that's true too. The employees were aware of this happening well before the players were.
0: Oh man. You know, you have to come up with a really complicated system of like redundancies in case like someone quits the company and then they had like an important role and someone got sick.
1: Yeah, I'm I that was my difficulty with this (laughs) from the beginning, to be very clear
0: okay so we have
1: our system um do we want to come up with who our main character is exactly
0: um someone who's like conspiracy theorist adjacent (laughs) nice they're aware of everything they don't really believe it but like they kind of like keep up to date on the latest conspiracy theories so not a conspiracy
1: believer but like a conspiracy appreciator
0: yeah (laughs) Like, they really like a well-crafted one where it's all internally complete and quite uh, believable.
1: The problem that they've been having with this particular game is that there's one that's so perfectly crafted that they can't find a way to disprove it. And
0: it's like, I was right!
1: I was right! There was no way to disprove it, because it was true! Then the new expansion comes out, and they're like, now hold on a second here!
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Maybe, like, um, this player is one of the people that is actually kept under surveillance as a kind of, um, you know, canary in a coal mine type of, like, indicator of. <laughs> Have where, they figured it out yeah, yet? Yeah, where, where player sentiments are and thoughts are going.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're probably on the uh, forefront of if this player figures it out, then we need to start making plans for the reveal.
0: Yeah, like, every time, every time, like, this player started to actually believe the conspiracies, they're like, Okay, okay, launch the expansion! Launch the expansion! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Specifically, this character is the one being (laughs) (laughs) gaslit.
1: Because it happens to be that they're an effective proxy for most of the rest of the world. Yeah. All right. You know, I I enjoy that where this one character is being like absolutely ruined with conspiracy. <laughs> now, at some point, I think near the end of the book, like they have it they have it revealed to them that like, look, we're we're using you as a barometer for our uh tests here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. We know you didn't agree to it, but frankly, you were incredibly useful in that role. Yeah. Fortunately, we've gotten good enough at our job that we no longer need you to play it, so... Here, have some compensation money. We apparently have F.U. money anyway, so it's fine.
0: Maybe they rewarded the the player like with like hidden quests and stuff before, and they have a cool class. Well, yeah, but
1: you have to hide that stuff, so...
0: Oh. Yeah. And you know, the story is also about them going on fun gaming adventures while this is happening.
1: <laughs> look, look, look look look. I like my stories to do two things at once. More if possible, but that's pretty difficult.
0: Yeah. But you know, they make friends with NPCs and non NPCs alike.
1: And also enemies. Again, with both.
0: Yeah. But that's not as uplifting. <laughs> Is it?
1: Cause you know, there's nothing that tells you more about a person than a good enemy.
0: Um. Okay, that's informative. But is it uplifting? <laughs> it can be, okay. depending on
1: what those enemies are.
0: I guess. I mean, it's like if I I strongly agree with your choice of enemy. Good job. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, if you're like me, you'll add, like, cute pets and stuff and romance, but, like, you don't have to. (laughs) We're trying to direct them away from
1: your story, again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, more into the the global reaching implications of this convoluted system.
1: Exactly.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Do I have to put a spoiler alert in this? on this episode? No! This was obvious from the beginning. Okay, but like, you don't understand, I still get comments going like, yo, are you gonna like, reveal what the secret is with the NPCs? <laughs> but you
1: have revealed what the secret with the NPCs is.
0: I, I understand, but it's like, I have now stopped dropping hints because I've, I've considered it revealed. <laughs> So if you haven't gotten it, you won't get it because like there are no new hints coming. There, there weren't hints. You just said it outright.
1: I never said it outright. I feel like maybe you should just to get them to shut up.
0: Yeah, but where would I say it outright? Like, which character would say it? (laughs) Kevin. To who?
1: In a conversation with Leander about, like, what people are doing, like, on the job.
0: Yeah, but it's, like, so obvious that none of the employees, like, say it. They don't need to stay. That's like saying the sky is blue.
1: He wouldn't say it directly, you know. But yeah. when I was working at uh, a place where I had a extremely descriptive job title, I wouldn't necessarily, like, say what my job title was. But I would say something close enough that it was obvious
0: okay but like i feel like i've left uh hints of, on that level of obviousness
1: <laughs> you gotta say that right some people just don't do subtext i mean i don't even know if it's like subtext at this
0: point it's just like it's uh, technically
1: subtext as long as you don't directly say it
0: yeah it's it's like i it's I a have... lot of subtext. <laughs>
1: It's like paragraphs on paragraphs of subtext over the course of the story.
0: It's like, I have revealed that a person that the main character thought was an NPC is not an AI, but in fact a real person who works for the company.
1: (laughs) You have also revealed that there's a group of these people that are not all testers.
0: And then I also created a scene where I explicitly stated that the company does not use <laughs> AI. Yeah. Well. Look, people are... I don't know, that's difficult. called subtext. I feel like that's just, what is it, deductive logic? <laughs> oh. Oh, you're expecting people to have deductive
1: logic now.
0: Mm. <sighs> I guess that's too much to There's ask. your
1: problem. <laughs> okay anyways now that we're off completely on the tangent
0: yeah if you if you like this story uh write it and email us at com.
1: if you like the basic premise uh you know Eunice's uh, story Fantasia here that's sort of what you're looking at so you can read it
0: even kind of but if you like the whole mechanics of this and all of that none of that's included it's not even yeah it's implied. actually just a
1: weird romance
0: <laughs> yeah but uh it's weird it's uh you know what i'll leave that aside yeah well let's not let's not rate my romance on normalcy
1: (laughs) it's a romance slash comedy and if that doesn't make sense to you then you don't know
0: what love is (laughs) okay um if you want to be a guest on our show email us at listeners at unreadimagines.com
1: no, that's the one that goes to guests at unwrittenimaginings.com.
0: Oh yeah, guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Uh,
1: if you want to cause problems for one of us particularly, uh, that's definitely something that you could figure out how to do if you, you know, checked with the emails. What? We have individual emails as well.
0: Don't email us at those.
1: Um, mm, <laughs> I, I see.
0: I don't know why you created those. Um, okay, like, rate, rate subscribe and uh, recommend us to your friends and um you know acquaintances
1: people who you think would enjoy it whether they're friends or not
0: um and we'll see you next week see you next week thanks for
1: listening